So, for weeks now, you've been telling me about a t-shirt that you've seen in some store that you really thought would be perfect for our son, Squish. And uh, you really wanted to get this t-shirt for him. You were so excited. You said it spoke to his personality like no other shirt. And you would love it to get it for him so he could wear it to school. And uh, But you were re- getting more and more frustrated because you couldn't find this shirt mm-hmm. in his size, right? Yes. And uh, so you even went so far as to look online, I believe, didn't you? Yes. You looked online for this shirt and couldn't find it in his size. So what a an insane mystery. Why? <laughs> Why would they not make this shirt in our son's, well, in our 11-year-old son's size? First of all, you suck. Yes, thank you. Um, second of all, you have to admit, every, almost everything about that shirt spoke to Squish. It was Squish. So, I was at Five Below, which... If they don't have those in your area, it's basically a store that everything is $5 or less. And it's amazing. It's my favorite store in the entire world. Except they don't have this particular shirt in our son's size. I'm getting to that. Well, you never did find the shirt. But while we were in San Diego recently, which we'll talk about a little more Mm -hmm. in a bit. Mm -hmm. But while while we were in San Diego, we were in Seaport Village. Yes, which is the cutest little tourist trap you'll ever ever go to right we were there and we went into a little shop that sold all these crazy socks yeah and as we were looking through the socks you immediately got very excited because look at these socks look these are this sock the image on these these this pair of socks is the image i've been trying to get on this shirt now let's let's backtrack a little bit technically what happened i was looking at sunglasses you and Squish were looking at socks. And you brought this pair of socks over to me. Not knowing it was. To show to me. And I got excited. Because it's the design that you've said, been wanting oh to get. And said, oh my god, that's the t-shirt I wanted to get for Squish. So, um, why don't you tell everyone about these about these, okay. these uh, socks and what okay. they look like. So... Basically, what it is, is it is a bowl of ramen noodles. It's just a bowl, and the noodles are hanging out the top, which Squish loves ramen noodles. The kid eats them almost daily, and I don't want to get any hate mail because the pediatrician says he's the picture of health. (laughs) If someone is... (laughs) Lord have mercy. But, anyway, so anyway... uh, and there was chopsticks in the top of the bowl, which I don't know any 11-year-old that can eat with chopsticks the way that kid can. Now, if you ask him, he says it's part of his DNA, but whatever. The kid is good with chopsticks. So it was the chopsticks and a big bowl of ramen noodles. It was perfect. It had Squish's name written all over it. It also had something else written on it, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you tell everyone... What what was the little phrase that was written over this bowl of ramen noodles? That I hate you? No, it was not that you hate me. It was something else though. There was some there was a message. It's just I can't quite oh grasp God, it. So what suck. did it say? 
It said sin nudes. Sin nudes. But it was N-O-O-D-S. Yes, because of the noodles. Like, send more ramen noodles. Right. But you have to agree, there is a a double meaning there. Well, not everyone has a dirty, filthy mind like you. Well, everyone in the store did, because everyone started laughing when they realized that you had no idea what that meant. (laughs) Including the sales clerk. The sales clerk (laughs) thought it was funny that you were so blissfully innocent. (laughs) Even our son knew the double meaning of the sin nudes. He did. Now, we did buy those socks. Yeah. And the best part was, and I mean that very sarcastically, the best part of it was that uh, you had to go to a a party mm-hmm. the night we uh, the evening after we bought them, and he took a shower and get, put his pajamas on, and and of course those socks. And pranced around the room laughing at me, going, ha ha, send nudes, send nudes, mom, send nudes, ha ha ha. Yep. Until I pinned him on the bed and took him off and said, you'll never wear these again. Well, he warmed to school today. What? <laughs> From deep in the bowels of Snake Mountain. I will kill you. Something is stirring. Yeah. That's right. My rage. <laughs> A bowel movement of awesome. Ew. It's another episode of The Bungalow. You're nasty. Ew. <laughs> so, welcome. I want a disclaimer uh, from now on at the beginning of, the, of these podcasts that the views of Cullen Bun do not necessarily reflect the views of Cindy Bun. Is that, I'm pretty sure everybody knows that that's not that that's the case. The that, bowels of what? Awesome. A bowel movement of awesome. A bowel movement. Isn't that like Wendy's sawsome sauce? Well, I won't eat sawsome sauce anymore. <laughs> that's gross. But we're back. Welcome back, Cindy. Yay! Welcome to the bungalow. No, Come on. we're not singing that song. No, this is a no song episode. That's what you think. But. Uh, we've been gone for a few weeks. We, uh, have been pretty busy, and we're finally back to recording. We're back in Studio B. And, <laughs> and uh, so here we are. So what have we been up to? What do we want to tell people about? Um, well, we went, as we were talking about, we went to San Diego for vacation. We spent eight days in San Diego. That's right. And, um... As always, it was a magical, wonderful time. I was... It was all right. I was deeply depressed. In fact, I'm still depressed <clears throat> that I had to come home. Um, That's the case with you with every vacation. Yeah, but not like Sandy. Like, this trip, there was something about this trip that it just... Everything I'm... Like, normally... Like, our trips are riddled with mishaps and glitches and problems. And, you know, the two years ago when we went to San Diego, we ended up in the ER with you with kidney stones. That was you know? fun. Yeah. That and was a good trip. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, four days into, into that trip, we were like, I wish I were home. Right. But this trip, like... I never got that feeling. Like, every day was better than the one before. I mean, I got to see, you know, some friends that I don't get to see. I got to see my friend Gina, who I had met 
at, at, San, Diego. at San Diego a couple sure. of years ago. Um, and uh, so I spent some time with her, and that was really special. I had a lot of fun. And and we stayed in a hotel that is has been, since I've known you, a hotel that's been on your bucket list. It has been on my bucket list. There are There's only one other one that is really on my bucket list other than this one. But yes, we stayed at the Hotel Dell. Um, on Coronado Island. On, it's not an island. Technically, Coronado is a peninsula. It's called... Coronado Island, it not may, Coronado Peninsula. It may be called an island, but it's a peninsula. It is connected to California by the Silver Strand. Well, how about that? Educational and entertaining. Bite me. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it was a great trip. The Hotel Del Coronado is right there on the beach. It's gorgeous. The hotel is gorgeous. The beach is gorgeous. It's a very old hotel. Yeah, it's like... It was built in, what, 18... I can't well, it was, they said it was 138 years old. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it was 138 years old. The elevator is still the original elevator. Like, it's 130-some-odd years old. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was uh, and I love, too, that like they had like the elevator attendant that would open the doors for you and... Ran the elevator yeah, up and down for you. Ran the elevator you. up and down, and that one old, the one old guy Andrew. Who there was, was this one one elevator attendant who was really old, and uh, he was a sweetheart. He was. He really was, and he he loved you and Jackson. Did you notice he never addressed me? No, nope, he didn't. But he liked. But he always every time we'd get on the elevator, hello, Mister Bun, hello, Jackson. Yeah. Like from, and it seemed like because we'd be on the elevator and other kids would get on, and he knew all their names too. Yeah, he like was just he, a he was just a very cool cool guy, you know. Riding but the it, elevator. It was a. Uh, I kind of think like if you look at like the movie Dirty Dancing, okay. You know, and that was a resort where people would go in the summers and spend. You know, a week or however long, you know, in the summers. I think a lot of people do that with the Hotel Dell, too. Right. I think it's like a like a summer, you know. Place where they just. Yeah. Because yeah. um, one of the times he was talk, we were talking to him and he was telling us that the one little boy, he had watched him grow up since he was oh, a yeah. little guy. Um, and I started thinking, you know, I could get used to coming here once a year. Yeah, well. We better get a couple extra jobs. We better start doing Uber as a side hustle or something. I wanted to Uber. You won't let me. I don't think that's a... I don't know. I don't, maybe I will let you. I may have changed my mind. Um, anyway. I could maybe sell some some herb on the side. I could really, do, Cindy? I could is do, that what you want to do? Oh, my God. I could do Uber for, for weed. Well, first of all, it's not legal in oh, Missouri. Oh, yeah, you're right. As soon as it's it not. is... As soon as it is... I'm sure that that will be the next phase. And you'll notice... I've already you... got a name. Oh, I'm going to trademark it. What is it? The Pot Spot. Oh, my God. There has to, that has to be already in business somewhere. Or the Pot Stop. Well, first of all, we're not getting into that business. And uh, there's already plenty of people who've, who are preparing for that business. That's why CBD oil is so popular everywhere. Uh, right now, uh, someone told me that all these places are getting into CBD because it'll make it easier once it becomes illegal. It becomes legal in Missouri that they can get into the the actual dispensary business. You know what I find hilarious? So 
we moved here from St. Louis three years ago. And in St. Louis, there are no more video stores. Like, video rental places. Right. Or I mean, 99% of them are gone. But we moved here, and they still have, like, successful video rental, video rental stores here. And the one around the corner from us is now selling CBD oil. That's right. The sign on it right now says, uh, it's the end game, or we're in the end game now. Avenge your pain with some CBD. So, stupid. <laughs> so I think that would be smart. In, in, and it's years down the line still, because first it'll be medical, then it'll be recreational, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's a pretty smart business model. Rent a movie, buy some weed. That's what they're Sounds getting into. Sounds like a damn good. They have a snack. They Friday have, or Saturday night to me. They have a snack <laughs> snack section. So there you go. And that that video store also runs pizza a pizza place according to pamphlets in the store. So maybe they're gonna eventually open their pizza place. They'll take over where the Little Caesars is, and it'll be their <laughs> pizza. Little Caesars ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Not if they're yeah. people want their crazy bread. That's true. <laughs> ain't going nowhere. But anyway, it was a uh, you know it was a fun trip. So here's a controversial question for you. Oh boy, here we go. I was trying to get back to the trip and off. If the weed and when business, <laughs> if and when weed becomes legal, yeah, would you would you smoke it or eat it? Or? I have no interest. So it doesn't. It's not a matter of legality. I just I'm not interested. Dude, you need it more than anybody I know. <laughs> I've never. You are so rage filled. You I've need. I've never weed. been interested in it in the least i know and uh, I, I never will be i don't how did we end up together I so i just don't have i don't I have mean, i don't have an interest i don't but right but uh yeah no so it, it's not a matter of legality it's just a matter of personal goody interest two, in it i have two, goody, it's not about being a goody two shoes i have plenty of vices but I don't, so I don't need that as one of them. You got Cindy Bun. Yes, yes. My goodness, <laughs> you don't you... need any more vices <laughs> after that. That's right. How to, that's true. I'm glad you can still crack yourself up. Um, but no, and I spent a couple of days at Comic Con. <laughs> oh yeah, we're back. We're back on that. Right. Speaking of, yeah, no, uh, I spent a couple of days at Comic-Con trying to drum up business and get some, you know, make those professional connections. Connector. Right. <laughs> so, uh, that was fun. I don't know if I made any worthwhile connections. I spent. I decided I was only going to spend two days at the convention because I'd rather spend time with my family. Aww. And uh, I overbooked those two days. So, I was going oh, pretty much you? from 8 a.m. until 10 or 11 every night, but uh, we'll you'd see. Come back to the hotel and you'd crash. Right, well, what do you do when you're running around San Diego all day long trying, to, me, I get it. trying to make some money happen? So I don't have to do that Uber pot for Uber for pot, the pot side spot. hustle, the pot spot. <laughs> I, I don't want that to be my next, the next stage of my career. I'd rather continue doing what I'm doing. Um, I think but, I'm going to talk to some connections here in the city and see if we can't make that happen. You know, why don't you stick with one business? And I'm not going to say what your business idea is, but you and some friends came up with a business idea. I don't think we've talked about it on... Yeah, but I can't. got to get them to move here Well, first. once they move here, that is the business of your idea of yours I wholeheartedly support. I'm not going to say what it is because I don't want to jinx it. But you have a couple of friends who say they're going to move here at some point and you've got a business idea that I think would be pretty awesome. So there you go. Um, 
And then we came back from San Diego to a lovely letter from our homeowners association. I have never in my life, like, hated somebody so much as I do pretty much every member (laughs) of our HOA board. I don't hate the I don't hate the members of the HOA board, but you didn't get into an argument with them on the neighborhood Facebook page. Either. Yeah, but I had to talk to them and be recorded by them so that they so that so I think they were afraid I was going to yell at them because we well, have because had yelling matches. Bags. We have had yelling matches. I don't hate the members of the HOA board. I look at you being all politically correct. I hate. The concept of the HOA, I hate what it does to people, and I hate what it turns people into, but I wholeheartedly wish I lived in the fantasy world that they live in, where the most important thing going on in the world involves deck stain. Um, Stain them. Well, yeah, I mean, there's... But uh, anyway, so yeah, we kind of had it out with the HOA over over the last couple of weeks. I've talked about it on my newsletter, and talked about it in different places uh but the bottom line is they need to get a life and they need to uh get out of my business um and but and i don't want to get into too much detail of it because it's not over yet at least as far as i'm concerned um, no. it's one of those things they've kind of poked poked the bear too and, many times and now uh now i'm you know there's some more steps ahead i would love to buy a hearse and park it in my driveway but i want to decorate it really disturbing ways so uh because there's nothing in the hoa covenants about a hearse but then again there's nothing in the covenants about the things that they are uh rattling my monkey tree about so um so anyway if you you know if you follow us on twitter and 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 various other places you know that i am not a fan of homeowners associations uh, I think they are. I'm ready to move. I like. I. <laughs> We're not I, moving right now. I seriously like. I don't even want to be here. Well, uh, I think they are sludge pits of. I mean, I of get, self-importance. I get the concept of an HOA. I get it to keep the neighborhood looking nice, so home values stay, you know, good. I I get that completely. What I don't get is the people that take that power and take it to heart like they are God. They take that non-power. There is right. no power. Well, there no, is I, no power. I, again, um, I'm being facetious. Did you, did you ever watch the show Bewitched? Yeah. Do you remember the neighbor that lived across the yeah. street? What was her name? I don't remember. But she was always like, hey, they're doing something weird over mm-hmm. there. She would be the president of the HOA if she were still around. Yeah. She probably was the HOA of the Bewitched neighborhood. She was probably the yeah. leader of the HOA. And if I could wiggle my nose and make the HOA turn into one of the bizarre... Piles th- of poop. Piles of poop or whatever, I probably would. But, uh, yeah, I think HOAs are kind of a joke. Uh, but um, I'm sure people have heard us. I mean, I know people have heard us because I've gotten emails with people telling me about their HOA experiences. And if you're a member of the HOA in your neighborhood, well... My condolences. Yeah, my condolences. I don't... I mean, I've had a couple people message me and say, you know, not all HOA HOAs are bad, but I can also tell you 
that 99% of the people you talk to loathe their homeowners associations. And if they don't, they're probably kissing up to their homeowner association yeah. for some reason. So you're probably not well liked in your neighborhood. Just telling you, if you're an HOA, if you're an HOA member, you're probably not well liked by most of your neighbors, at least not behind, at least behind your back, you're not well liked. Sorry to hit you with that shocker. Yep. Here's another shocker for you. You didn't know I was going to talk about this, Uh but I have to talk about it. Okay. So I remember when I watched the movie, The Matrix... Okay. I thought to myself, if I were a teenager when this movie came out, it would have changed my entire outlook on life. And you remember when Matrix came out, there were always a bunch of kids in trench coats and sunglasses and combat boots. And I thought to myself, if I were a teenager when Matrix came out, I would have probably wanted to be like Neo and Trinity and Morpheus and been that person. And then I realized just recently there was a movie that came out that changed my life. That shaped me for years around the around the release guess, of this movie. Let me think about it. All right, let's hear if you can see if you guess. When you were a teenager. Yes. Red Dawn. That's it. I was. Gonna, was that right? Yeah, it was Red Dawn. <gasps> I was going to tell you it starred Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey and try to trick you into thinking well, it, I was dirty known dancing. it was Dirty Dancing. But the best Swayze Gray vehicle is obviously Red Dawn. That was she mo- in that? Yes, she was. Red Dawn was amazing. Was what it, an amazing movie. Was it movie. pre-nose job or post-nose? No, it had to be pre. I don't, I don't recognize Jennifer Gray post-nose job. She was awesome pre-nose job. See, I, I always thought she was cute. Pre nose job too. I don't. I honestly, I say I don't recognize her. I probably wouldn't recognize her. You wouldn't. I've seen her. She's been in like some Lifetime movies. Yeah, I don't think and... I would recognize her. But I thought she was a she was awesome, especially Red Dawn. But and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. But yeah. uh, Red Dawn was such an awesome movie. Uh, but here's the shocking part: this week Red Dawn is thirty five years old. Oh my god. Those wolverines are using their walkers to get around. Yeah. Uh, oh, are Red, you serious? Red Dawn is 35 years old. And I must have watched that. When that movie came out on HBO. I was just going to say, I remember watching I it on HBO. I bet I watched it. I might have watched it 100 times when it came out on HBO. It was that cool of a movie to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the shocking part was I just found out this week that it's 35 years old. Oh my gosh. Whoa. And I feel like I need to watch Red Dawn now. Because, uh, and not the remake. Oh, no. I want the real Red Dawn. Um, but yeah, what an awesome movie. I bet Jackson would like that. He might, yeah. I, I mean, he might like it. Um, I don't know, but I, I don't have it on Blu-ray or anything. So I might have to to remedy that. Because what a great movie. And now, 35 years old, pour one out for Red Dawn. Here's to you. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought I'd... I just thought I would bring that up because what a cool, what a cool movie, and I just realized it was thirty-five years old. Thirty-five years old. Wow. Yep. So, what else is on our list? What else are we talking about? Well, after we got back from uh, San Diego, you and Squish went on your first camp out together. 
Yes, we've camped out like in the backyard and stuff yeah, like that. But, but this was like, you know, get the tent, go out to the woods somewhere and fight mosquitoes and swim in swim lakes, in lakes and uh, and camp out. We went uh, with his, uh, with his martial, well, well, I guess with our martial arts uh, school, dojo, we, they do a, a dojo camp out trip. And, uh, and yeah, it was super cool. You know, I, I don't think Squish loved camping out. Um, but he did swim in a lake. I think, he, you know what, he would have loved camping out because he's had a lot of fun, I think. The only thing he didn't love about it is he wanted to take a shower. And the campground where we were didn't have a shower, like, right there. There was one down the street that we, I told him, I'll drive you and you can go take a shower. And I brought, you know, soap and towels and all that stuff. Um, but he was like, there were spiders in that shower. He had stopped Ooh. in there to use the restroom. And he's like, I saw spiders, so I'm not going to do it. So that was the thing he didn't enjoy about camp out was... He just he wanted a shower pretty badly. Well, you but, can buy like those portable shower things. Uh, I like guess. you put. Uh, I mean, you, it's not the greatest. Yeah, I don't know. He was like you fill the bag with water and you hang it up on a tree. Oh yeah, and then it, I guess we could have done something like that, but uh, next time maybe next time. But it was a good camping trip. We did some martial arts out in the in the wild and. Um, I'll never forget because we were doing planks and centipedes were crawling across my hands as I was doing planks. Um, but uh, but what movie was it that we watched? Friday the Thirteenth. No, out. it was. <laughs> oh no, I think it was one of those like, uh, what is it called? Scare movie or scare? The movie was called. Scare. It was like a, a like a spoof on horror flicks. What was it about? What happened? And, so there was a scene where they were, it was like, it's like a spoof on the exorcist. Yeah. Remember? And it had the two, it had the priest. That was scary movie. It, scary movie. Because the, yeah. the possessed girl. Yeah. And do you, re- yeah. the and do you remember girl. what the priest said in the movie? Yeah. That's what I'd have been saying about the centipedes crawling across my hand. <laughs> Fuck this. And he's out. <laughs> yeah. No, but that was fun. So yeah, we went on a. A camping trip, which was which they was were nice. Crawling across your hand. Yeah, but I didn't want to not do my plank. Everybody else was doing a plank. Uh, I wasn't going to give up because no. of centipedes. Uh, there were a lot of centipedes out in those woods. What you should have done <laughs> is screamed like a little girl. I should have, like you did the other night when Squish scared the crap out of you. Man, listen, <laughs> that's fine. We can talk about this if we want to go oh, there. That was awesome. So the other night, in the dead of the night, it was completely unintentional. We weren't setting out. Like, no, he scared me. No, in the dead of night the other night, I am awakened by you going, Who is that? Who is that? No. I said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Or something. You were freaking out. Yeah, because I was in that, like, not quite awake, but kind of a, and but not yet asleep phase. And he came in, and I didn't hear him come in the room. And he was, and I had my back to the door, and he walked up. And was right behind me and said, Mom. And you woke up freaked out. Yeah. I was in a dead sleep. And I sat bolt upright in bed trying to figure out what you were freaked out by. And I looked past you. <laughs> and you're looking at something. And it must be my eyes were not adjusted. It was too dark in the room. But all I could see was this sort of shape. This sort of shadowy shape. Standing in front of you. And I admit it. <laughs> The only way to describe it is I shrieked. I shrieked in like horror. Like a little girl. Because I felt as though a supernatural presence 
was in front of you, and I was trying to scare it away, I guess. But yes, was it was a one? loud, high-pitched shriek, and I'm not ashamed to admit that I shrieked. So, you know, whatever. Like, I fell asleep. And I woke up like three hours later, and I was still laughing. It was the worst. It was, it was, it was, I mean, it was, seriously, I felt as though I was looking into the unnatural. Yeah. And like, the hair stood up on my arms because I didn't know what was panicking you, and I, the only thing I could do was shriek in horror. And boy, did you shriek. I, I know it. I know I did. It was, it was awful. It was an awful moment. No, of, now I gotta get it out of my system again. <laughs> it was an awful moment of existential dread that I felt. It was, it was. I, I'm not gonna. I know the sound. I'm, I could mimic it right now, and I'm not going to. But it was very frightening to me. Oh and Squish says the best part of it was the look on my face was just this look of. Um, I don't even know. He, he said you look like something out of a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, because it was that's how afraid I was in that in that sec those seconds. It was very yeah because you quickly realized it was him. <laughs> Not until after the shriek. It was the shriek that snapped us all back into reality. Yeah. So grow up. Okay. Anyway, okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> That is not what it sounded like, although close. It was it was equally high pitched. I'm certain. But anyway, what else you do we have? Probably haven't made that noise since puberty. I don't know when I. I don't know that I've ever shrieked in such a fashion. Oh my god! But uh, I don't think I've ever heard you shriek like that. Before. I'm just saying, there's something about that moment was just. It was existential dread, is what I was well, feeling. It's like the night I, my back was hurting and I took a pain pill. And there were people on the neighbor's roof with red lasers. Well, yeah, you do that all the time. You're always waking up saying, Cullen, is someone on the roof of the neighbor's house? Is, you know, you're always waking up with those. Someone is in the house. I just saw someone walk by the door. You always do that stuff. But in this case, I actually was in it with you because I, I don't know, I was asleep or whatever. Usually I blow it off and say, Cindy, there's nothing going on. But this time it freaked me out. Um, so, anyway. all right, what else do we have, Cindy? Is it time for... Is it? Let me... Is it time for... I think it is. Is it time for Cindy's Weird News? No. What is it time for? Oh, Comic Corner! You know I've asked Ronnie to just take that sound out whenever you sing. But he loves me, so he won't do that to me. That's fine. Yeah, well, I don't know. Comics, there's not a whole lot going on in comics. I mean, I've got... A bunch of books coming out. Unearth just started uh, coming out from Image. It's a book I'm doing with Kyle in Baltimore. Issue 2 came out as of this recording today. Um, Punk Mambo just wrapped up. Issue 5 just came out. Mambo number 5. Mambo number 5. I'm surprised that no marketing person did some connection to Punk Mambo number 5 and Lou Bega's Mambo number 5. Um, the 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 rights were probably too probably expensive. so. Knights Temporal just came out. Uh, issue two comes out later this month. Uh, so just lots of you know lots of comics. I'm I'm currently working on some stuff that I can't talk about. Um, and uh, and there's some other stuff going on in the world of comics that here's a tease that I I will talk about at some point in the next couple of weeks, but I'm not ready to talk about it yet. Some weird uh. 
some some you know I find myself in some unique positions in comics now, something I haven't experienced in close to you know eight nine years. Um, and uh, and yeah, uh, there's a couple of more. We talked about San Diego. There's a couple of more conventions coming up uh, this weekend. In Springfield, Missouri, is Library Con, which is an awesome event put on by the Springfield Public Library at the Springfield Library Center. It's a a free convention. That's the best part. It's, it's super. It's free. Last year, I think they had five thousand over five thousand attendees to come in That's for this awesome. convention. They bring in a lot of creators, so uh, the entire creative team of Unearth is going to be there. So Baltimore and Kyle, Baltimore Revis and Kyle Strom will both be there. The entire creative team of Graveyard Slaughter will be there. Uh, they put on panels. There's a drawing competition that I host that's a ton of fun. Um, so I, I think we're going to try to get this up and posted before the event. So if you're listening to this before Library Con, you should definitely check it out. 10 to 5 on Saturday the 17th? Yes. Se- yeah, yes, 17th. 17th. It's going to be a lot of fun. Free convention. Lots of uh, lots of creators, lots of dealers, cosplay. cosplay. Yeah, it's a super cool convention. Um, and then after that, the next convention I have, I'm going to Balt. I can't remember. I keep getting confused if Baltimore Comic Con comes before New York Comic Con. I think New York is first. So I'm going to New York. You and I will both be at New York Comic Con. Yes, I'm very excited. And then we'll be at Baltimore, uh, or I will be at Baltimore Comic Con with Aftershock Comics. So those are the next two conventions. And other than that, I am not doing any other conventions this year because I have got to get some work done. I've got to... Conventions are great, but they certainly take away from uh, mm-hmm. from work. Work time. Yes. Absolutely. So that's all I have for comics. So now it's time. How come you don't make a theme song for me? Well, for... I was getting ready to, but now oh, you've, you've built it up too much. So now I'm not... So now it's time for Cindy's weird news. How's that? That's as close to a theme song as I get. No. These, as we know, I you have not prepped me on the discussion topics. No. I know nothing about your weird news or what you're going to be talking about. That takes so, all the fun out of it. That's right. Let's hear your weird news items. Well, the first one that I have is, it's more of a public service announcement. Okay. All right. So, people, this is just just a little word to the wise. If you have drugs, please don't flush them down the toilet. Because we're going to end up with meth gators. Oh, that's right. I remember. Now, this one, I, you didn't prepare me for it, but I've heard this story about meth gators. Tell, yeah. tell everyone about meth gators. So, there's a police department in Tennessee that went to Facebook yeah. and made a plea about people flushing their drugs down the toilet. That it gets into the the water system and it eventually will reach the gators. And turn them into meth gators. And they will turn into meth gators. And then you're looking at another sci-fi movie. Yeah, but come Move on. Move over, Sharknado. Here comes meth gator. I mean, let's be honest, though. How scary is a meth gator? They oh, lose their teeth. Is- they lose their teeth. They get sores all over their face. They're scary looking, but they can't chomp you as easily. Oh, that's true. So maybe it would be a public service. Well, let's don't do that to gators. To get them addicted to meth so they lose their Let's teeth. don't do that to gators. But no, but they, they said, you know, the, the the sewer guys, you know, the sewer departments take, pr- take pride in releasing clean water. 
and you know what's in what's in in the creeks. That's it. I thought but they are. You know they 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 work hard to to get that clean water, but they're not prepared to clean meth. water that's tainted with meth. I that's interesting because I had heard meth gators, and I thought this was about. Gators that get flushed down the toilet. You know how you've always heard the urban legends of baby gators getting flushed down the toilet mm-hmm. and they grow to huge size in the sewers? Mm-hmm. I thought it was those kind of alligators we were talking about. Sewer gators. This is just alligators out in the wild. Yeah. That's... That the drugs get... Like, when what, what prompted this was they were doing a bust. They were busting a guy and he ran into his bathroom... And went to flush the drugs down the toilet, and they got him before he did. He did. So where and, was the that, gator come? The gator. Well, they're just saying. They're just saying. You know, look, we need to stop doing this <laughs> because we're gonna get these gators, and you know, you get a mad catfish hopped up on crystal. You know, that ain't gonna be pretty. Okay. And then, what if you eat a catfish on meth? That's nice. Yeah, that's frightening. Say, say. But yeah, it was a post on Facebook. And, uh... Well, okay. Public service announcement has been taken. Everyone listening, please do not flush your meth into your gator-infested creeks and ponds. Yes. Alright. Yeah, we have enough methed-up animals. That's right. What else have we got? Well, I got another story for you. This one, I took great joy in reading. It's pretty funny. So, this dude was pulled over. He was an accused, he was a suspected uh, thief. And he was pulled over. And when they pulled the dude over, he had a gun in his console an open bottle of Kentucky Deluxe Whiskey, a rattlesnake, and some uranium. Oh, yeah. I heard about this, too. Again, I saw a tweet about it. What was he up to? Well, the guy's name Stephen Stephen Jenning. Um, he was, it was in Oklahoma. All the weird shit either happens in Florida or Oklahoma. Did you notice that? Um... And I mean no disrespect, because I know great people in both states. I'm just saying. But, yeah, they they found a rattlesnake, a canister of radioactive powdered uranium, and an open bottle of whiskey. And, uh, for a traffic stop for a reported stolen car. And, uh, the police don't know how the the uranium was obtained, but they said that you can buy uranium ore on Amazon. Oh, well. And I looked, you can now, but I'm probably on some FBI watch list what's because... What's the purpose of buying uranium ore? Don't know. Unless you're out to cause some trouble. You're out right. to turn rattlesnakes right. into drunken mutant rattlesnakes. Yeah. And I will say... Well, I that, think, really, the key to the whole story is the whiskey. The half, the half bottle of whiskey. Right? The There's... Can, the the, this, dude was, this dude was whiskey shopping and decided he'd buy some uranium... And a rattlesnake. What do you think? He just stopped at the five at uh, the the quick stop. Amazon Prime, baby, next day delivery. <laughs> <laughs> You're a next day delivery. Good lord. But uh, so yeah, so they charged him with possession of a stolen vehicle, 
transporting an open container of liquor and driving on a suspended license. They couldn't get him for anything with the uranium. Or the rattlesnake. Or the rattlesnake. Well, there you go. That, that, there's a, you need to know the line you can cross. Uranium, rattlesnake, A-OK, open whiskey bottle, suspended license, you're out. Yep. Alright. So here's another traffic one. You I got a kick out of this one. Okay. I almost brought this up earlier when you were talking about the hearse, because it would have tied in real good with you talking about buying a hearse for a driveway. So, here's another little public service announcement for everybody. If you are driving a hearse with a dead body in the back in the state of Nevada, you cannot use the carpool lane. Just letting you know. Well, the dead body doesn't count as a second person. Right. Why doesn't it, though? Because they're not alive. They don't have to be anywhere. Sure they do. <laughs> yes. well, I mean... But... They're either on their way to the cemetery, the funeral home, or on their way somewhere. Do you think they care when they get there? Their family members might. Well, that's true. Okay. But no, this, this guy in Nevada was... Uh... Well, aren't you supposed to pull over for... Funeral processions, anyway, or give them right away. He was in the hearse. He was the dude driving the hearse. Okay. What All right. You- now you're just confusing everything. All right. Well, tell me the story about. This. All right. So this guy in Nevada, the Nevada Highway Patrol. Just so you know, they are deadly serious about carpool lanes, especially with hearses. Get it? Yes, I got it. Deadly serious. <laughs> That's good. Um. But no, you can only use the carpool lanes if all the passengers are alive. Wait, wait, wait. If you have three people in the hearse and a dead body, you still can't use the carpool lane? Well, I'm sure if you... Well, you have to have, what, more than one person in the car? It has to be two people in the car. Okay, so, no, you could have one... You could have three live people and a dead person. And then you're okay. You're fine. But but the other person... has There has, has to be at least one other one, live person. I can't believe we're discussing this. Yes. I need to know this. There has to be one. I frequently have a dead body in my car. I de- oh my God, you know what this reminds me of? What? The story. And when we were on our way to a convention. Yes. The saddest day of my life. Oh my God. That was awful. Were you in the car with me on the No, I was in the car next to you trying to warn you to to move. So the story, just to shortcut it real quickly, is my brother used to make these life-size zombie figures. They were very real looking and very creepy. And we were driving to a convention and I had one of those zombies in the passenger seat of my car. And as we were driving along, I started thinking it would be funny to when cars passed me, I would shake that zombie at them. So every car that passed, I'd shake the zombie, and its head would loll around and bounce around, and its eyeball would roll around in its socket, and I'd laugh at the shocked looks on the people, on the faces of the people next to me. And I was driving, and I was just shaking that zombie at every creature, at every passing car, and uh, it, was, it was a good day because there were a lot of cars next to me. Yeah, there were a lot. And I'm shaking that zombie at everybody. 
And I didn't realize you were in the car behind me trying to warn me. I forgot. We were that both part. on our way to the. You went, I know you were at that convention with me. I thought I, I drove up earlier or something. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I realized at some point, maybe through your warnings, I guess. I was trying to because I was driving behind you. I, I was driving alongside you at one point and saw what you were doing and I was laughing. And then I wasn't sure where we were going because we were crossing from Missouri over into Illinois. And I wasn't sure about the convention where we were going. So I got behind you to and I was follow still you. still shaking zombies yes, at people. Yes, and you were shaking zombies at people. And then... I realized that every car in the lo- that I was shaking the zombie at had their headlights on in the middle of the day. Yeah. And I realized I had been shaking this zombie at the members of a funeral procession. It was horrible. It was the worst, I, that, I still say it may be the worst thing I've ever done. But you didn't do it. It's not, I mean, you didn't. Ignorance is not an excuse. <laughs> I will never forget, I'm in the car, and I'm trying to stay in my lane, but I'm trying to, like, wave you down, like, stop, stop. And you're so busy shaking the zombie. Do you remember the zombie's name? Bo. Bo. Bo the zombie. All right, so so anyway, yeah. So the dude, the dude got in trouble. He well, he let him off with a warning, and he did find it amusing because the guy was like, because the officer was like, "Why are why are you driving in the carpool lane?" And he's like, "Well, I have a passenger." And at first, the police officer thought he was joking, but he wasn't. He was being serious. He really thought it was okay to use the carpool lane with a dead body. And the officer said. No. So there I'll, you go. All right. I won't drive in the carpool lane. Yeah, don't do it. Just because I got a dead body in my trunk. Yep. All right. What else have we got? Well, I have one more traffic one, and then I'm saving the best for last. All right. Let's do the, the last traffic. one is not. All right. So, a Vermont man learned his lesson the hard way when he sideswiped a police car. You want to know why he swiped the police car? Why? Because he was busy looking on his phone trying to find an episode of Saved by the Bell. <laughs> this dude, We've all been there. This dude? Have we? Okay. <laughs> that screech is hilarious. It's funny you should say that. Anyway, this Was is, it Dustin Diamond? No, it was not <laughs> Dustin Diamond. The guy's name that, that, that got pulled over for sideswiping the police car... His name, Kevin Bacon. Was it the no, Kevin Bacon? It was not the Kevin Bacon, but it was a Kevin Bacon. I would like the story a lot more if it was the I know, Kevin right? Bacon. That'd be awesome. Right. But no, Kevin Bacon, 50, here's what I find troubling. Yes. What is a 55-year-old dude, what is so urgent about finding an episode of Saved by the Bell on your phone? Well, how old is Saved by the Bell? It's from the 90s. So this dude was reliving his youth. His youth, it was 20 years ago. He was so in he his was 30. Okay, you know what yeah. that did was, that was creeping. That was weird. Maybe he's a Mr. Belding fan. Yeah. or Yeah. How do I know the names of all these characters? Right. It's more than the 90s. Wasn't Saved by the Bell earlier than the 90s? I think it was the 90s. If only we had a device that would tell us when Saved by the Bell well, As long came as you're up. not driving next to a police car, you can look. You're, no, 89. Is when it's oh my gosh, I was one year off. 89 to <laughs> 93 is when Saved by the Bell came out. Okay. 
I think I could almost sing the song. I mean, I, I have vivid memories of Saved by the Bell when I was younger. The only thing I remember is, it's all right. Because you're Saved by the Bell. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. No, that's... Okay, so, first of all, it's weird that you can't wait till you get home to see your episode of Saved by the Bell. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. All right. But, yeah, but he... But, I mean, this really could have been a bad situation. The well, guy, he did well, sideswipe something. Well, wait, here's the thing. So... The the scary part is it was a parked police car on the side of the road. He swiped, he sideswiped it. The officer was actually out of his car aiding another a motorist on oh, the interstate. That's rough. I mean, he could have hit that the officer. He could have hit the other driver. I mean, he could have killed somebody with his carelessness. That's true. He could have. And here's here's the worst part. He didn't even realize he'd done it. The police officer caught up with him about a mile down the road and pulled him over. And, um, but yeah, he didn't realize what he'd done and he kept driving. Do you know what would have made that story a little better? What episode was he looking for? Well, yeah, do you know what episode? I do know what what episode was it. He was looking for the episode of Screech's Spaghetti Sauce, which I don't remember that. that. It was something about. He had to make a spaghetti sauce on a cooking show on the episode, is what it said in the article. I don't remember the... the... It does not sound like the episode, like, that's the one you want to risk your life over. Yeah, exactly. It would have also made it better if sideswiping the police car was all part of an elaborate plot to take control of the prom committee or something without Mr. Belding realizing it. You're so weird. (laughs) What am I going to do with you? All right, what's the non-traffic story? All right, and this is my last one of the day. I saved it, the best for last. All right, let's hear it. All right, so... An Iowa official was ousted from his job after singing the praises of Tupac to his co-workers. Now wait, it gets weirder. So, this guy, his name was Jerry Foxhaven. Okay. The dude, I thought I'd written his, oh, he was 66 years old. Okay. And, I mean. So when was Tupac? This dude was just reliving his youth. You need to see this guy. He is the nerdiest man I've ever seen in my life. Okay, but anyway, so how did he get fired for? What did he? What was he saying about Tupac? So he worked for the for the Iowa Department of Health. He was the services director. Okay. For the Iowa Department of Health, and he apparently was routinely sending messages to employees, you know, praising the rapper. Um, Tupac. Yeah, yeah, Tupac Shakur. Yeah. And um, so, just randomly sending. It was, but it was like awesome. almost daily. He was, he was what? sending them. But there was and no like, like inciting incident that made him send that. Like nobody said something like in the message. There wasn't a witty Tupac lyric that would reply that would apply to the message. No, but he often included Tupac lyrics in his emails. This guy is just a Tupac super fan. Yeah, and don't get me on a tangent of super fans. That's fine. Let's don't talk about super fans. Let's talk about this dude. All right. Yes, this dude is a great, not just crazy, a batshit crazy super fan of Tupac. 
He's a banana sandwich Tupac fan. Sure. But yeah, he like, he sent, uh, he would routinely send messages to employees with Tupac's music and lyrics. And then, uh, and then he accidentally sent an email with music and lyrics to 4,300 of the Department of Health agency employees. <laughs> and he lost his job the next day. <laughs> so what was their reason for firing him? Well, see, that's the thing. Because they, it seems like just sing, sending a song doesn't seem like a fireable offense. Well, but he kept, he was sending like, like he would send pictures of Tupac. He would send, I mean, it, it was. This seems like an odd behavior. It just seems, it does seem like odd behavior weird. on the job. But he it, he told he told employees he'd been a fan for years, and he ho- and and at his job as the director, he hosted Tupac Fridays where he would play his music in his office, and then he would and then like trade lyrics with employees. Wow! Look this dude up, Jerry Foxhaven. Tell me if the, this is the last person in the world you would expect to be a Tupac fan. Is this the You Might Be a Redneck guy? No, that's Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> um, yeah, he does not look like... He looks like... You would never expect that guy to be like... He looks like an HOA president. Right? Um, it's... It's... <sighs> what I think and, is funny is I've never been a fan of anything enough... To host. What am I going to host? Cthulhu Fridays when I was on the job? You could I mean, have. But I've never been a fan of anything enough to host it as a... Right. Like, I love Journey. I don't even consider myself a super fan of Journey. But I've loved Journey since I was seven years old. So if old. you were sending Journey songs to the Department of Health, would you be fired for that? Or is it just because it's Tupac? There's the that's the answer I want that we'll never have. Right. No, you won't. I mean, did Tupac? Okay, but did listen, the lyrics have offensive? Content? It was more than it was more than just that. Like the guy was obsessed with Tupac. So, like one of the things, like for his 65th birthday, he had Tupac themed cookies. Yeah. And he had a cake decorated with the words "Thug Life." Sixty-five years old. Is that and at work he did that? Yes. But is that a fireable offense? I don't get the... Fi- I don't see where he... And then, listen... Okay. This is weird behavior. I'm and not debating then, that. then the Department of Health released 350 pages of emails with the, with the words Tupac or the number two Pac <laughs> sent to and from him during two years of tenure. 350 pages of emails. Well, I can only assume that they had cautioned this guy. They he, you know, that they had told him in advance, stop sending Tupac. It's not appropriate. But I still, I still, you know, I, I can only. I'm guessing that maybe some lyrics had offensive content. They were just waiting for him to send something that had some offensive content so they could oust him. And then, like he, like on the anniversary of Tupac's death, which come on, we know he's not really dead. No. Um. You know, he'd if he were in a hearse, they could ride in the yeah in the carpool lane because Tupac is not dead. He's not dead. No, I I, I agree with you. Um, but you know, and then like for Valentine's Day, he sent out emails with like 
Tupac lyrics that had love, you know, in them. And, uh, I mean, it, it just, he used an image of Tupac to try and uh, improve employee, the, uh, the agency's culture. This is a story I'd like you and, to dig more deeply into, Cindy. I'm not interested in the guy with the uranium. I want to know more about this guy's life and why he... I kind of feel sorry for him. I do too, because like, this guy, there's something missing in this, gen- in this gentleman's yeah. life. And it's interesting to me that Tupac is the thing he gra- gravitated to. And look, you love what you love. I don't right. care what you love. Right. It, it's just something about this story is weird to me. Why was he fired? What did he... I mean, I get that it's odd behavior, but you... Well, I worked with a people, lot of odd people in my time. But, like, people had been complaining about these emails. And then, I, I guess, then they cautioned him at some point and say, stop sending the Tupac. Right. And I, he was unable to stop I sending guess, Tupac. I guess. I guess. I don't know, but, like, you know, he would, uh, I'm trying to, unfortunately, I can't read my own handwriting here. But, like, he was using Tupac, you know, for inspiration just in the stressful workplace. You know, I used to you have a, a boss who would send a picture of Coolio whenever they were in agreement with an email you sent. That's kind of funny. <laughs> That's kind of funny. It would just send a cool. picture of Coolio. No no word. It would just be a picture of Coolio. And the first couple of times, I was like, what is this? <laughs> And then it took me a little. I was like, "Oh, they're saying Coolio." That's but see, that's funny. That is pretty good. That's but that's different. That's not. I mean, that's that could get annoying after a while, right? But like this guy was injecting Tupac in everything. It's it's a little odd. It's it's an odd and, story to me. You I'm know, very and he so he accidentally sent the email to. 4,300 people within the agency, the Department of Health, including the governor of the state. Governor can't like Tupac? And, well, apparently she didn't because she forced him to resign the very next day. Now, they won't say for sure. Can we get this guy as a guest on the bungalow? I will do my best. I'd like to have I him will see what as I a guest do. on the bungalow. Our first guest. Oh, my. I feel as though I could learn a lot about Tupac from this guy. You know, I'm going to look into it. I think we should try to get him. I'm going to try to get Jerry Foxhaven on the bungalow. Like, I would like to know. I'm going to ask him to tell some you might be a redneck joke stuff. (laughs) You're a mess. All right. But yeah, they would never confirm whether it was because of the emails or if there was something else. It's an it's an interesting story. I'd like to talk to this gentleman. I'd like to have some words with him. See if he likes comic books at all. Not, I'll send him some. I would comics. imagine not unless Tupac's involved. I did write an adaptation of Fifty Cent's self help book, well, the Fiftieth Law. You know, you might have ago. it in there. I remember that when you did that. So there's a you know maybe there's a connection. I don't feel as though there's a lot of crossover between Fifty. And and then you do, oh, Larry Wing it too. Yeah, did one of his books. I did a lot of those, but the, I don't feel there's a lot of crossover. But maybe there is. Who hey, knows? We will grasp it and let's do it. Grip it and rip it by the short and curlies and never say that again. 
Never say it again. All right, so this is what I've been waiting this entire episode for. You have told me you have a new sign-off that's going to be the regular sign-off for this show. So hit me with it. Till next time, folks. Adios from the bungalow. Where the air is salty, and so are we.